Hello, listeners. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Anna Casey, who is a servant leader, communicator, and true social entrepreneur. Currently, she is serving as an executive advisor to CEOs, leaders, and policymakers around the world, and has previously served leaders across various sectors, including education, tech, law, local and national government, public policy, green energy, and finance. She also trained teams across the UK, EU, Ukraine, Australia, and the US. Anna started her career as a local government press officer and since then has sat on various poverty alleviation related boards and committees, as well as worked on the ground on a number of economic literacy and empowerment programs. In today's episode, we talk about how she's living for herself today. I hope you learn a little bit, I know you'll learn a little bit, or a lot, to help your story. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. What does it truly mean to be a leader? Welcome to The Executive, a podcast that highlights the career journeys, struggles, successes, and day-to-day experiences of leaders. I'm your host, Dr. Benjamin Ritter, bringing over 10 years of experience as a leadership and career coach, L&D consultant, and healthcare executive. My mission is to guide leaders towards creating a career they can love. Thank you for listening. Now let's hear from the executive. So Anna, I'm I'm excited to have a conversation with you where we're both not going in and out of an elevator at the same time right yeah. now. So it's nice that we have a little bit of time to chat. Yeah, it's been a great thing to see you in passing. I've been really enjoying, you know, that, but this is great to have some intentional time together. hundred <laughs> percent agreed. And I just learned that we have both waited tables. I ah, did not yes. know you had that in your background. I'm a huge fan of anyone who has uh, waited tables, worked in hospitality. Um, in fact, I hire people. Uh, I When I'm looking at resumes, I'm like, okay, if they've waited tables, it gives them a huge, huge example, um, a huge, huge um, advantage. Because to me, it's an example of a person who, first of all, if they're putting it on their resume when they are applying for a senior or mid-level role, um, I love that because there's a sort of transparency of here's my journey, which I love. And then also they can anticipate needs. They can literally keep a bunch of plates in the air. They can scan a room, read a room, understand people's needs, feelings, dynamics. Generally, if, if they're, they're proud of their hospitality prowess, um, it's something I can really relate to. I spent the first, uh, I guess, four years, five years of my career doing hospitality and office roles concurrently uh, because I'm from Cornwall where you just don't make a living if you don't work in hospitality it's a little bit like Hawaii in that way it's a it's southwest Britain it's everyone's holiday vacation place and the biggest industry is tourism so it's a and much like a lot of those places it's it's really quite an impoverished place Um, but the cool thing about hospitality is that you end up around people who can broaden your horizons, you know, people passing through hotels are often doing some fascinating thing. So that's also cool. Yeah. It's such a powerful experience to have as a professional. And I I worked for about a decade in hospitality and the first full-time, full-time job I actually had, I don't think you know this about me. The CEO said no to me because he found out that I was a bartender. And then he, he left, he went to go transfer. Well, he was a CEO at the time. He transferred to go become a CEO at another, another site. And then they, they hired me, they snuck me in. And then when he came back as the CEO, he ended up promoting me. So I thought I got a little bit of 
vindication there but it is it is strange how people have these beliefs of, of around certain professions but what i have loved about hospitality is that it pe- people tend to understand especially if you've been in hospitality that it teaches you some priceless skills and it yeah, teaches you absolutely. also how to be around people of all all statuses all caliber and and treat them with a certain level of service and expect a certain level of service or respect for yourself uh, that some people never never learn without being in those shoes i love that you said that i love that 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 two way sort of you know expecting people to treat you with with dignity and when you're in roles when it's for some reason way too common not to be treated with dignity just that is it's a whole self-esteem journey when you're a waitress and I I just I look at it I look at that on someone's resume and go cool you if you're sitting here in front of me you did did some work at some point cool (laughs) yeah it's a great way to to kind of connect to now you you've been the president of of company you have an executive advisor you have variety of experiences where you are you're not a waitress Mm. anymore right not even not even close uh, but it's, I think your journey can be really, um, it can be really helpful for people that are looking to continue growing within their professional careers too. So can we get a, a current snapshot of where you're at today? Yeah, thanks. Um, for, I feel witnessed and seen. Cheers for that. Um, I am, I just transitioned out of the president role at Matalab. Um, we are a, I say we, cause I'm executive advising that Still, um, we are a communications agency that exists to transform outcomes for young people. So, we help foundations, school districts, arts institutions, anyone, nonprofits, anyone who is looking to do sort of kids, education, children outcomes stuff. We help that sort of last mile of communications to get to the uh, kids and families that need to be reached. We help with that. Um, and it's been an amazing year. I, I, I did April to April. Um, I went in to do some sort of transformational work with the team. Really grateful to have been uh, supported and received so well by a team who are just innovative and open-minded and were really ready to, to move to another level. And I'm not the kind of person who's able, I'm, I'm not the day-to-day ops person. I'm just not. So I got, <laughs> so I got to a place where I was like, okay, I think I've, can't, I've done what I came to do. Um, and I was really happy to promote my VP, who's also the co-founder. Her name's Layla, Lane Lowe. Um, she is now the president there and I'm executive advising. Um, so I'm just grateful to Cersei, the CEO and other co-founder for giving me that opportunity to, to get to know some amazing, a lot of them are ex-teachers as well, or ex-Teach uh, for America as well. And they're just kind of like, yeah, that's not working. Um, the education system. Let's let's go ahead and and help. Um, so at the moment, I'm executive advising, and I've chosen those those words carefully because I could say I'm coaching, um, but I specifically want to work with leaders, and I always have. I've been I've, I've been helping CEOs pretty much. My first office job was helping a CEO of a local real estate office and I've just been either PAing, EAing um, or doing something adjacent to CEOs or COOs my whole career um, and so I want to carry on doing that so that's why I say I'm an executive advisor and um, it's been nice to take a little bit of a breather because I have 
a, fair, a few huge life events coming up, including a, a big Nigerian wedding uh, in October. Um, and at the same time, good to keep my, keep my toe in and, and do some hourly consulting and advising here and there. So how would this time period rate as a milestone or chapter in your career? Is this Great. just kind of an evolution? Is it, yeah. is, is it a big one? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. pause because it sounds like the question resonates. <laughs> yeah. Great question. Um, ace, <laughs> the, the bet. Yeah. Uh, the best. This is my favorite time of life. Actually, I grew up watching Sex in the City, thinking that my 30s were going to be bloody amazing, and they are. So uh, I don't know if that was like a placebo effect. I was expecting it to be amazing, and it is. But um, yeah, uh, I'm loving loving this time. I think a lot of it has to do with having got my spiritual life together as well in 2021. I know a lot of us during the pandemic had fairly transformational time. A lot of us during our in our spiritual life, uh, and I was no exception to that. And so, having my spiritual life together, feeling like I have a close relationship with God, praying every day, having my prayer partner, purpose partner. I'm doing this because Moya, my fiance, is in the other room on remote working over there. Um, but yeah, having having my prayer partner and purpose partner in my life, um, we we just bought a house in Austin, which I just didn't even think was going to be possible or probable anytime soon especially when I got here in 2020 uh, with one client to my consulting uh, I, had, I had a consultant see at the time and I had one big client and they were doing they were paying my bills and that was great and then I lost them during the pandemic and um, yeah I wasn't sure what I was going to do but Austin's been really good to me. So how did how do you go from the one client then them disappearing during COVID to now, to then being the president of an organization and now choosing this next chapter of your career. And, and it sounds like too, you're saying these things with, 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 with the sense of personal and professional belief, which is so rare to find even in executives, even in the greatest CEOs. Um, I think one thing that I am grateful for is that I, ever since I was young, have been good at storytelling. Um, and I have, a, I'm a communications major. Um, and then I went into culture change and what had that combination of understanding communications and understanding HR culture change talent, um, has allowed me to do is be really very good at explaining to people what I'm good at, what my superpowers are, what I'm not interested in doing and saying a lot of no to the wrong stuff and saying a lot of yes to the few things that are, are right. And also sometimes being really, really scared like I was when I started at MathLab. My whole team there knows that the day I signed the offer letter, I almost threw up and then I had to go pray and I felt better. Um, because it was the first time that I had president on my, you know, title or whatever, and it just felt like a big deal. And then as soon as I got there, I realized I had been prepared for it. I absolutely knew what I was doing. And I and I knew that when I was selling myself for the job. And I knew that when I was doing the job, but that moment in between of just tension was terrifying. So um I think to to answer your question, um 
being unafraid to just say, this is who I am. This is what I do. I am really very good at it. And, and at this stage in my career, it's, it's talent and people and internal um, either buy-in for teams or helping leaders with their own internal values and life. Um, I'm really very good at it has, has really helped. Yeah. Just, just standing on, standing on the real, the real authentic truth of where I've been at. Um, I think people respect that. I think everybody came through COVID with some really hard battle scars and Hey, I lost my biggest client and wasn't sure what I was going to do is, is just one of millions of stories of everyone's hardships during that time. So I think what's surprising to people and exciting for people is when someone just goes, yeah, that was crap. (laughs) It was really hard. And here's, and here's what, and here, and here I am and I'm ready to, ready to rock. Um, The other thing is real simple and practical, which is every single time, again, here's the comms, comms major, every single time I've worked with anyone, I've, I have a written testimonial from someone at that organization saying she's great and here's why. Um, and I've also been consulting, working full-time and working voluntary at the same time, pretty much all the time since I was 14. So there's always sort of three testimonials being made at any given time. So that's, so basically I'm great at marketing myself and I'm not afraid to say that because it doesn't mean that the substance of what I help people with isn't good because I also help people market themselves. So, you know, um, yeah, just telling people who I am. So I love that you brought up the three different paths because one of the things I work with clients on is that there isn't one path. Mm. And I think we're often sold a story that there is the right path and that path, whatever you choose it to be, it's either working for yourself or it's building a company, or it's working full-time in an organization. It's like one of those. It has to be one. It has to be one of them. But no, it's it's totally mm. any and all that you want that align with the goals and the interests that you have at that point in time. And so it's so awesome to be talking to someone like yourself that has been treading all of those paths at once. Like, blanket question, right? So when I bring up the topic of multiple paths and there being one path, like what ideas come up for you? Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's like a, it's a brainwashing. I mean, I, I know better and I still find myself regularly going, thinking like I have to do, get my one job and throw my whole self into it. And sometimes I don't realize that until I'm, I'm burning out on something. And sometimes it's when I'm just about to click send on an email to tell someone I want to work with them. So sometimes it's, you know, but it's it's definitely something I'm forever unwiring in myself, even with the multiple past. Um, and I guess I just have to keep reminding myself um, how much I have gained from having multiple pasts. I, I, what's coming to mind for me right now is the first time when I first, first started consulting, I was in my first job out of college. I was a press officer for two local governments. Um, I should just give context. I am a British Texan. So my dad's from Texas, my mother's British. So I was in Britain at this time. Um, and I was kind of mad about the fact that there were a lot of small nonprofits that just didn't seem to know how to do comms. And so I asked my boss and she was like, yeah, sure. You can do some, some consulting on the side. I was like, great. Started doing it. Then 
talking to my boss, um, shout out Alison, you are my mentor still. Um, she, she asked me how much are you charging? And I told her and she got furious and she, I didn't see her furious very often. She was like, do you know how much you're screwing it up for everyone else? You can't undercut people like that. You, you just cannot charge that little. And I love the fact that she wasn't even, you know, trying to pretend like she was being altruistic, like you deserve more, blah, blah, blah. She was just like, you're screwing it up for us. <laughs> but like, that was a huge lesson that I wouldn't have learned a year out of college if I hadn't also been consulting. And I learned it from the person I was working in my full-time job with. And like that kind of duality and symbiosis in the different paths just kept reoccurring. So but I have to keep reminding myself of those moments. Um, because even with having done that my whole career, I'm still like, it's just so tempting. It sounds so secure, doesn't it? It sounds so nice, this idea that if you just invest all of your energy into one thing, then it will exponentially grow and you'll be whoever you think you want to be. It's just tempting. Yeah. I mean, one thing doesn't need all my energy for it to grow, though, which is, I think, where I'm at personally. It's I have couple different things that I work on because they all get just enough energy to get to where I want them to be yeah and I, I, love, I love by that. the way that that you used your boss and it's like not used but it was like the symbiotic relationship of I can grow this thing over here and my boss is going to support me over here and very often there's this falsehood that there's this like conflicting one or the other because they're enemies and I think yeah. there's a way if you lead yourself and you're honest and you're transparent and yes of course you need the other party to be as well to, to be supportive they can really help each other you can you can get 31 flavors of life if you want to yeah 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 are you are you creating Annie DeFranco or <laughs> that's an <laughs> Annie DeFranco song is it what does it mean <laughs> maybe oh, she's, I'll take it maybe she's quoting I'm something channeling else. <laughs> um yeah it's it's a great it's a great lesson to just keep learning over and over I just I have never never figured it out but How about, um, go on what is what lesson have you learned what is a lesson you've learned most recently oh um so I've oscillated across my career between so I'm the daughter of musicians um, I'm half black, I'm half white, I'm half hippie, half yuppie, as my best friend called me in my 20s. Um, and she was making fun of me because I was working in finance at the time. Uh, so she was poking at me. Um, but basically, I just have oscillated between being the creative in a room full of sort of very structured Suki type people or being the grounding influence in a room full of creatives because I was born into a room full of creatives and um, trying to make order from that chaos at home was, was, a, was a good starting point. Um, and I've learned that at least in this season, I'm really enjoying working with more traditional, uh, what's the word? thinkers more traditional thinkers and helping helping people who think like um who would like to leave that sort of uh who kind of just know that they they need to think more outside of the box more innovatively 
um, I'm really enjoying being that that creative and uh, uh, expansive thought partner to people more so than what I have been doing at Matalab, which is to be a grounding influence in a room full of creatives. So that's really interesting. I've just learned that, and I say about myself, but actually, it, I believe that we're all in different seasons at different times. Um, and this is just the season I'm in right now, which is um, somebody wants shaking up a bit. Um, I'm really enjoying that. Well, thank you for just creating the title of the episode, by the way, which is going to be what season are you in? And mm. I, I just felt that being very in alignment with our conversation and also what's happening right now within your world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's almost, you have these dualities, these like two sweet spots that you operate in and it seems to be like they need to be fed at different times. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's this other thing that I'm just discovering now because it's the first time I'm in a relationship which has allowed me to um, truly relax into feminine energy on the regular at home all the time. I mean, forgive me for using gendered language. Um, Another way of putting it is I'm just not triggered all the time in my relationship and in my trauma response, which is let me hold everything together, right? Um, So I'm not trying to hold everything together in my relationship. And what's interesting about that is I'm therefore in a lovely place where I'm consulting. Um, We're in a place where his career is doing great and I can actually just kind of plan a wedding, do a bit of consulting, figure out how to cook in this new kitchen. And I've just never done that. I've been working constantly since I was 14. I've been one, probably the most affluent person in my family and therefore in a place of wanting to provide. And so now I'm like, okay, let let me cook for this man. (laughs) Let me cook for myself. And it's not just cooking, but I'm kind of realizing how much I have to learn just about the amount of labor I'll say women and mums but let's just say people who are at home doing the in the house work whoever they are those people I have truly undervalued it until now including my own mother I've been talking about it with her about you know because I've been this sort of career woman my whole doing my three paths at all given times um, I've definitely undervalued it because it's really hard, like making sure that the, the my mum would have called it balancing the checkbook, but, you know, making sure that all of the household admins done, making sure that we've got food in the fridge. Because, I mean, when we first got together, Moyo was in a very uh, fluid art. He's an artist and creative director. So he's in a very fluid place where he was making a lot of art. And I was in a very uh, sort of eight to six kind of place. And then we've flipped, we've, we've switched roles. He, he went into a, a more a structured and rigorous um, season. And we just agreed that it's kind of sucked for us both being in that energy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I so we agreed that, and that's literally what I said to Cersei when I transitioned out of MathLab and the whole team. I said, look, I'm just in a new season. My life's completely different to when I joined MathLab a year ago. And I feel like I've done what I came to do. So... Um, I'm going to go do this other season and see if I'm any good at it. And I'm learning. There's so much I have to learn. And it's been actually, I said to you, um, when we first started talking, I feel like I've just caught my breath because frankly, the first two months of not doing three things at once were really hard. 
like my self-esteem really was shaken because I was like oh wow I, I I meal planning okay like there was just like some basic things that I wish I had cultivated better over and like friends who I really really love and who I have not connected with enough or in my by my standards thankfully we have a wedding which is great because it's bringing everyone together but like wow there's a lot of things that I that fell by the way wayside or that I deprioritize that I'm now getting the joyful opportunity to prioritize that's cool the change of seasons is difficult, even if you expect them. I mean, you got to get the winter coats out of the, I mean, if you're, we're from Chicago, so you got to get them out of storage maybe, you know, and it's like acclimating to the temperature again. Yeah. And it's hot sometimes, and then it's cold sometimes. Like, what is it? And then yeah. all of a sudden, then you're like fully in season and you know what to expect. And 100%. you've done this before. And it's it's very, That's I think it's great. very similar to how we, how we operate in life. Yeah. That, that's a great analogy. Cause what it highlights for me, it's you're reminding me that it's not like I've, I've just never cooked or I, I, you know, I've, I've lived with someone most of my life and, or lived by myself. Like I, I actually have had seasons where I've been in a sort of, let me be hospitable, draw my friends and family to myself and cook and feed and whatever. I've done that, but I did it in Britain with different supermarkets, different climate, different house, different community, different me. Like it's, it's, it's not even as simple as like, oh, I just haven't got these skills. It's like, I don't know how to do this here now in this season. And now I'm starting to get good at it after two months. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think that's important to remember for any changes. Mm, I think so. I think we can give ourselves a lot more grace, actually, when we think about it like that. I love that you made that analogy. Well, for people that are listening, and maybe they're going through some changes, maybe they're about to go through some changes, or they're contemplating going through some changes, but they're scared. What advice can can you give them about dealing with that change? I love this question, because Keep people keep calling me a change manager because I go in and I, you know, change companies and I do stuff, but it doesn't feel, you know, I, I, it's, it's my, it's in my nature to want to shake things up. Um, I'm an Enneagram eight for anyone who is, follows the Enneagram. Um, so I, I want to change things. Um, however, when we are changing in an area of our life that has been static for a long time, no matter how much you like change or think you like change, it's always hard, like you said. Um, my advice, be radically and just hugely authentic and vulnerable with the people around you. Um, because what you're actually doing is managing expectations with them. So if you're saying, yeah, I'm having a rough time because ABCD or um, okay, I'm about to come into this change and I'm nervous about it, or I've just gone through a change and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. But what, what you're doing is you're just telling people where you are, you're showing people where you are. So, and that includes bosses, um, that includes reports, that includes spouses, that includes just everyone. Tell people, like, tell people where you're at because the more we try and hold things together, and I say this as someone who 
has had my fair share of holding it together energy. The more we try and hold it, things together, pe- first of all, people are intuitive beings. They, they can see it on you, they read it. You're not fooling anyone. You're just creating a huge amount of stress in your own body. Um, and stress causes inflammation and shortens your life. So it's not actually that complicated an argument, really. <laughs> you know, just don't do that. Um, but we, we, we're programmed to, to want to hold things together, but we have to let things crumble to allow space for the new. It sounds cliche, but there's always going to be like, what is, what is the phrase, Benjamin? Can you help me? What is it? Um, is it the world abhors a vacuum? Who abhors a vacuum? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Basically, where there is a vacuum, it will be filled. And so where you create space, there will be new. And so we nature. get nature. Thank you. Nature abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. That, and it is just, it is natural for there to be new created when you create space. And we have a fear of, you know, of, of not having enough or not having anything or being lonely or, or, or having too many people around us or whatever the thing we're fearing. And we just often, the, the new thing is something you've never even come across before, which is why it's new. So, you know, the fears we make up in our heads are usually things from the past, which are less likely to come up again because, you know, we're usually quite good at spotting them. (laughs) But yeah, just trusting that new will come when we create space by telling people that we're changing something. And the nice extra bonus about doing that is that you create intimacy with your close people um by inviting them to be your accountability partners when you say hey i'm going to change this thing over here or i'm going into a changing season and then you show up exactly the same as you did you know depending on the person they might be like oh i thought that was changing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so that's just yeah there's so it's just so much so much better to do things with people so if our audience members are wondering how to find out more about you or to follow your change, how do they get a hold of you? How do they connect? Yeah. Um, so I will be getting married in October. Um, I have just bought the domain AnnaOyalola.com. So that's one place that it will be under construction. But the simple place is for now, um, Anna Casey Williams on LinkedIn. Um Anna Casey Soul, S-O-U-L, Anna Casey Soul on Instagram. So those are my places. I'll make sure to put those links in the show notes. And thank you for sharing your season and your change journey and your wisdom with us today. Uh, It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for those just insightful and thought-provoking questions. The, The space you're creating is needed. So appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the executive podcast, where we explore what it truly means to be a leader. If you've taken one thing away, make sure to subscribe, share, and most importantly, leave a review. Thanks again, everyone. And see you next time.